0: Hey, thanks for listening to Cornerstone Church. You can find us on the web at akcornerstone.org. And we want you to know it's our prayer that the Holy Spirit will use this message to either save you through the good news about Jesus Christ, grow you into the likeness of Jesus, or send you to proclaim Jesus in the Spirit's power. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing today? Doing okay? Hi. Well, hey, my name is uh, Kevin, and my wife Veronica is... Right back there on the back row, so wave, Veronica, she hates it when I do that, but that's my wife, Veronica, and uh, uh, we have uh, the honor of being parents, we have four, four children, our oldest is 23, he just got married, uh, our uh, youngest son is 19, and he lives in South Carolina, and he is uh, interning at a church there for youth ministry, and then we have a uh, 15-year-old daughter named Michaela, and she's the reason why I bought a shotgun, and so um, keep the boys away, and then also um, we have a seven-year-old daughter named Lily, and so we have seven, fifteen, nineteen, twenty-three. It's like heaven and hell every day. It's awesome. So um, we love love our life. We love being parents. And Veronica and I started in ministry right about twenty-three years ago. Um, we were youth pastor for uh, several several years, twenty-some years, and uh, about a year and a half ago, God called us to plant a church. So we are. Uh, pastors at a church called the Church at Visalia. It's in Visalia, California, and if this is California, you put your finger right in the middle of the state. That's right where Visalia is at. So it is like hot every day, 90 degrees. It's awesome. So, um, but it's, we miss the seasons. We really do. This is our first time being in a, 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 to ever be in Alaska, and uh, it's been it's been really really cool. It's a, you know you guys get that all the time. But it's one of the most beautiful areas I've, I've ever seen, and so it's been fun to be here. Uh, we're going to be here for a few more days, and then we're going to go up to Fairbanks, and then where I guess it's really cold there. And everybody's like, hey, you want, to, you want it so cold, go to Fairbanks. So we're going to get to the real cold up there, uh, and then we'll be flying back home. So uh, if you ever think about uh, California, just remember the church at Visalia. We really covet your prayers. God's doing some cool things there. So let's pray today, and then we're going to get started. Uh, get to work hopefully we'll have some fun today and also learn how to walk out this this life with christ maybe even just a little bit better Lord, we thank you and we praise you in jesus name for your goodness and grace and lord we just ask that you'd help us to settle in today to open up our hearts to open up our minds that i would kind of get out of the way today and that your word and that your spirit would flow through me into the open hearts of people lord i know today with a crowd that this size there's people from all different walks of life, uh, all different journeys of life. And Lord, I thank you that today you're going to meet us right where we are so that you could help us take a next step towards the way you want us to live. So we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Um, I am from Indiana, Indiana, and there's not a whole lot in Indiana. There's like corn, uh, there, there's more corn. And then there is basketball. That's kind of all there is in, in Indiana. And so I grew up playing basketball and eating a lot of corn. So, um, But when we were young, we also went to amusement parks quite a bit. And uh, we had like fair rides and things like that. But there was some, some amusement parks that were pretty killer. There was one called Kings Island. There's one uh, called uh, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, which is unbelievable. There's six flags over Chicago. And so these three amusement parks, we kind of frequented quite a bit as a kid. And I remember the first time I went to an amusement park where I was actually tall enough to ride the ride. Now, who here, you remember your very first roller coaster ride? Raise your hand if you remember your first one. I'm not talking about a little tilt-a-whirl. I mean the big boy, big girl ride. Okay, all right. Now, who here, you like roller coasters? Let me see your hand. Who here you don't like roller coasters? Who here you like roller coasters, but they don't like you? Anybody? A couple. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I love roller coasters, and it started whenever I was young. I wanted to ride to ride, but I was never quite tall enough. But then whenever I went back one year, I was 13, and my brother was 11, so we were both past the little red line, and we could ride. And I remember being 13 at this particular amusement park, Now, fellas, you'll know where I'm coming from on this. When you were back in your single days, or if you're single now, when guys, when we go to an amusement park, we're just not going to an amusement park to ride the rides, right? We're going to an amusement park to kind of see who's there, maybe put out the vibe a little bit, let the ladies know that we're available. Am I right, guys? Liars. You know I'm right. So, at 13, I was trying my best to put out the vibe. Now, my brother was 11, He had no vibe to put out. But at 13, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. So this is back whenever I had hair, and it was parted down the middle, and it was feathered. You remember feathered hair back in the 70s and 80s? It was like this eagle's wings just gently sitting on the tip of my ear. It was beautiful. A little mullet in the back. So I had the beautiful feathered hair, hair sprayed, ready to go, right? And then I had my Pro Keds tennis shoes on because those were sick back then. Then I had my tall, white tube socks with the red thick lines remember those i had short shorts on like the track you know 80s you know shorts about up to here um two reasons why just to be honest number one they were really popular back then in the 80s and the other reason why is back in 83 i had killer legs so i was just showing off my legs to the ladies and uh so i had the short shorts on and then if my memory serves me right don't hold it against me but i had on that day i had a see-through fishnet tank top on so Feathered hair, see-through fishnet tank top, tall socks, pro kids, I'm putting out the vibe. Now, in 1983, fishnet tank top, see-through, that's putting out the vibe. At 44 in 2015, that's called jail time. So it's been put away, trust me, I don't don't have the fishnet anymore. So I'm walking around, putting out the vibe, having some fun, and all of a sudden, my brother Brian and I, we see this real roller coaster, and it was appropriately called the Mean Streak. As a wooden roller coaster, and as our first roller coaster ride, I man, let's do this, Brian, let's go, let's, let's, let's tackle this thing. So I give him the chest bump, we do the high five, we do the elbow bash, Brother deal, let's go, let's go! We're getting all psyched up, and we're making fun of people as they're screaming, coming down, what a bunch of sissy, what a bunch of wimps, I can't believe this, it's going to be awesome! And we're just having a blast in line. For about 30 minutes, and then 45 minutes, and finally we get right up to the edge, and the cart comes right in front of us. It was a big metal cart. It wasn't, so I sat down in it, and it wasn't, it wasn't the kind like y'all have today, where it's like the big bicycle seat and the big cushiony thing that comes down and straps you in tight. We didn't have that back in 83. I sat down in a rickety, you know, metal cart with the bar that, that came down, the kind you could die on. That's what I was in. And I sit down in that thing and put the bar, put the belt on. High five, my brother. Let's go, Brian. Let's do this. He's like, man, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Click, click. We start clicking. Remember that first ride? Click. I'm looking around, click, looking around, my brother. I'm the big brother, right? So I gotta be brave. So I'm like, Brian, this is gonna be awesome. Oh, give me five. <laughs> higher. And we higher. We went higher, and we went higher, and about halfway up, I felt my brother reach over and start holding my hand, and at first, I was like, dude, like, don't worry about it, it's fine, higher, and higher, and all the way to the top, I was scared to death, my brother's face was white as a ghost. And I look over at my brother, and my brother looks at me, and right at the tippy-top, I'll never forget, he screams, I love you, Kevin! Oh, we're going to die! We're going to die! I hate you, Kevin! I hate you, Kevin! I hate you, Kevin! And all of a sudden, boom, the, the ride stops, and I get up out that car... And my feathered hair was sticking straight up, because it was hairsprayed, so it's sticking straight up like a DeLorean Doors, you know, just straight up like that. My fishnet shirt was drenched in sweat. To be honest with you, I'd peed just a little bit. And I get out of that car and I'm like staggering around. Now Brian, that was awesome. Let's do it again. So we high-fived each other, got back in line, and we rode the mean streak again. Now, that was my first roller coaster ride experience. Who here, your first roller coaster ride was something like that. Maybe not the fishnet tank top and the feathered hair, but something like that. Okay, all right. Now, when we ride a roller coaster, it's it's scary, right? But it's also, because it's scary, it's really fun. And the thing that makes a roller coaster scary is, and also fun is that it's not just get in the roller coaster and you just... That'd be boring. What makes it fun is the... Click, 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 click. What makes it scary is the, I love you, Kevin! We're going to die! Right? It's the up. And it's the down. And when we get on a roller coaster, we know we're going to have an up. And then we're going to have a down. That's what makes it scary. That's what makes it fun. Now, when it comes to life, specifically the life on the planet we live in and on, God has put a law in motion and in place that we cannot change and it's sent, we learned it when we were in school it's what goes up must come down right it's called gravity and the interesting thing about this law that god put on planet earth of what goes up must come down is i haven't traveled a whole lot but i've traveled some and whenever i travel it's interesting that wherever i go i can't get away from the law what goes up i'm from indiana if I had a ball in Indiana, I throw the ball up, it's going to come back down. I've lived in, in, in California. I throw a ball up, it comes back down. On my way to Alaska, I went on an airplane, it went up, and I was praying it would gently come back down, right? Here in Alaska, you throw something up, it comes back, no matter where I've been United States, what's been Paris, wherever I've been. I cannot ever get away from the law of what goes up. Must come down. So because of that. Because I know I can't change it. I have to learn to live within the guidelines of it. Because if I don't live within the guidelines of it. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt somebody. Now the same law of what goes up must come down. Also lives and reigns and resides inside of each and every one of us. Regardless of our age. Regardless of our religious background. Regardless of our family heritage. There's this law inside of us that we cannot get away from. And it's what goes up must come down. It's our emotions. Every single one of us as human beings, when we were born, we came out of our mother's womb and the doctor smacked our baby butt behind. It was almost as if we were placed inside of a metal card of life and ch- ch- click, 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 click. God! Ah! Click, 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 ah, up, down, up, down. It's our mo- we're on an emotional roller coaster. Every single day, there's things that are up, there's things that are down. And let me, let, let me explain it to you this way. Um, let me see it this way here. Uh, sorry, can you all see? Should have said in a different place. Sorry, so here we go. Um, t- here we go, I'm teasing. This is your E-C-L. This is your emotional... Centerline center line now i don't really know for sure honestly if this is a real term i made it up because it makes me seem like i know what i'm talking about this is an ecl and it is your emotional center line now truth of the matter is this is who you are this is how you normally think when you wake up and this is the normal you you drink maybe a cup of coffee maybe you drink some carbonated beverage and you get to whoo, you're settling in on your normalcy right This is who you normally are. It's how you're wired. You're not in a bad mood. You're not in a good mood. You're not emotionally high. You're not emotionally down. This is just your emotional center line. This is your temperament. Now, some people's emotional center line is here. Other people's emotional center line is here. They're just a little more ramped up. You ever met somebody like that? I, I, I call them the Tiggers. Remember Tigger from Winnie the Pooh? Tigger was always what? Just always, he's bouncing around. And hey, Tigger, you want to go camping? Yes, that's what Tiggers do best, right? Hey, Tigger, you want to go do? Yes, that's what Tiggers do best. And it doesn't matter what it is. Tigger's just always just going. Some people that you know, maybe somebody sitting beside you. That's how they're wired, right? You're just walking into work. Sipping a cup of coffee, feeling normal, and all of a sudden, here comes Debbie. Oh, my gosh, what a wonderful day. Last night I met this guy, and his eyes were so beautiful. it just melt my heart like a butter on Fourth of July. He was so amazing. He got his phone number. He was awesome. Blah, 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 blah. He was like, shut up, right? Some people are just like, Wah. Other people, some people are Tiggers, and other people are Eeyores. How was church today? It was all right. I heard you got a raise. Yep. You got married. Yay. That's, and it's not even a bad mood. She's not even down. That's just, that's just her. She, there, some people are just kind of melancholy, right? So some people are, are tiggers, some people are eors, and some people are just normal. So that, that's, the, that's the flow of it, right? But what happens in our life is, is there's things that happen every single day. At, sometimes it's things that we've done. Sometimes it's things that have been done to us. Sometimes it's just seasons of the year. But there, there are things that happen that get us off of our emotional center line and we start to feel good. But because what goes up must come down, we can't live there. And eventually, just as good as what we felt, now we feel just the same bad up and down and it happens all the time i think back think back to when you were just a little one and it's christmas time right think back to those days it's it's a month it's two months from christmas it's a month from christmas it's four weeks it's three weeks it's two weeks You've wrote your letter to Santa Claus. It's Christmas Eve. You hear the pitter-patter of little tiny reindeer's feet on the, on the roof of the house. And then you wake up and it's one Christmas present, a second Christmas present, three Christmas presents. It's like Christmas utopia. You're just opening and opening and opening. And then all of a sudden, at the peak of the emotional roller coaster, you hear those dreaded words, well, there's no more Christmas presents. And emotionally, you're like, well, no, there's one more, Dad. No, there's not, son. Yes, there is. You remember, Dad, last year when you said there's no more Christmas presents, and then all of a sudden you looked around the tree and you're like, oh my gosh, look, son, there's a gift in the back that Santa Claus must have just brought. Remember that, Dad? Get the present, right? <laughs> nope, I'm sorry, son, there's no more gift. In fact, go ahead and change into your street clothes because we're going to go to Aunt Gertrude's house so we can all enjoy her jello mold, right? And now you find we're just we're just at eight o'clock in the same day in the morning. You're just feeling, oh my gosh, it's Christmas! Christmas is amazing. And now you find yourself, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at the kids' table and my cousin's picking his nose. Right up, down, up, down. Ladies, you remember maybe when when you were a, a teenager or younger, or maybe even right now, and you find you've got some extra cash and you go to the store. And those jeans you've been wanting are on sale. Click, 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 click. Feeling good, right? Then you feel even better because you try the jeans on and you get in front of the mirror and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? And you're feeling great, right? You feel amazing because the jeans are awesome. And now, but then you go home and you put the same jeans on but in front of a different mirror, right? Has that ever happened? Sure it has. What? No. No. Oh, Lord. No. Right? And now we're we're feeling great. Now you're feeling, I, I was feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm beautiful. Now, oh, my goodness, I'm fatty McButter pants, right? And it's up and it's down. I remember going to Disney, and oh my gosh, we're a month away from the Disney, we're, we're, we're a week away from Disney, we're at Disney. And oh, oh my gosh, the gates open, the music's playing, there's Mickey Mouse, there's Pinocchio, and I'm just feeling amazing. Hey dad, can we have a hot dog? Sure, I don't care if they cost 20 bucks each, buy six. And I'm feeling great, right? And then all of a sudden, 30 days later, I get the credit card bill. And I go from, I love Disney World, to Mickey Mouse is the devil! (laughs) Up, down. Sometimes it's things that we do to ourselves, other times it's just life. And here's the thing about this. None of this up and down, ebb and flow cycle of life, it's not that it's right. And it's not that it's wrong. It's not that it's moral, it's not that it's immoral. It's life. That emotionally we are on a roller coaster ride, and there'll be days where you will feel great, and there'll be days where you feel down. So, the message today is not how to get off of the roller coaster of life. Unfortunately, and fortunately, we can't. This is what makes life very, very fun, and it's also what makes life very scary and tough. But this. Is life, emotionally. So today's message is not how to get off of the roller coaster of emotions. Today we want to talk about give you just some quick tips on how to ride the roller coaster properly. Because what I've seen through twenty some years of ministry is is when people don't learn how to ride the emotional roller coaster of life, they can very easily get derailed, and we don't want that. So today we want to give you just three quick tips on how to ride the emotional roller coaster, if you're taking notes. So here we go. Tip number one on how to ride the ebb and flow, the up and down of our emotions. Tip number one is this, is don't pursue happiness. Don't make happiness your goal. I know it seems like, well, we should. I want to be happy. He wants to be happy. She wants to be happy. We all want to be happy. No, no, no. If we pursue happiness, we're going to be, of all people, most miserable. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter twenty nine eighteen. one version of it says, the King James says, where there is no vision, people perish, but happy is the man or woman that obeys the law. Another version says is where, pe- where there is no divine guidance, where people don't allow God to guide them, but they guide themselves, where there is no divine guidance, people run themselves ragged. So what that tells us is, is that when we wake up in the morning and we shirk divine guidance, we, sh- we, we push away from right or wrong, and we just do what feels good, we do what's going to make us happy, we're not going to be happy, we're going to run ourselves ragged. So to give you a little illustration of this, I need, I need some crowd participation, I need somebody to help me out, big fella right there in the blue, you'll help me, come on, can you help me, please, come on, alright, what's your name? Junior, it's nice to meet you, buddy. My name's Kevin. You're gonna need some room. You can stand right here. Junior, do you have a girlfriend or a significant other? You do. This is her. Okay, so here you go. Turn around. This is what's her name? Alexis. Alexis. There you go. Hi, Alexis. This is Junior. So, Junior, only do what makes you happy in the relationship with your girlfriend. Now, by that I mean keep the balloon up in the air. There you go. See? Now she's not real happy. Be happy. There you go. Now you're happy. Now, because you've got a girlfriend, you also have to have a job. So only do what makes you happy. Now, keep your girlfriend happy. She's not happy. Now, only do what makes you happy in your job. You also love Jesus. Only do what makes you happy with Jesus. There you go. Don't drop him. Don't drop Jesus. Don't do it. She's breaking up with you. You just got fired. Okay. Try it again. Nope. Get it going again. Come on. Get Alexis. There she is. Stay happy. Stay happy with alexis happy in your job happy with jesus keep your mom and dad happy you also you have a hobby stay happy in your hobby you need a hobby oh and jesus left you okay so all right here we go thank you buddy you can keep alexis if you want this this unfortunately guys this is how thank you bud this is how people live their life i gotta be happy man And then, okay, this girl, she'll make me happy. Oh, no, 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 she won't. She will. This girl will make me happy. Oh, no, no, this job will make me happy. No, that job won't make me happy. Okay, if I play sports, I'll be happy. No, I won't. The coach is a jerk. So I'm going to quit sports and come over here. And we run ourselves ragged pursuing happiness. Happiness i got to be happy in my date life. i got to be happy in my marriage. i got to be happy with my money. i got to be happy with my new car. i got to be happy with my used car. i got to be happy on my job. i got to be happy. And we're trying to get something that we can't keep. Because what goes up is going to come back down. We cannot live happy. And the Bible says that when we shirk away, when we turn away from God's guidance and we follow our own happiness, we will run ourselves ragged and that's what happens a lot in life so if we want to ride the roller coaster of the up and down point number one is don't pursue happiness we'll come back to that thought the second one is to ride the roller coaster properly we can't make decisions when we're feeling really good or when we're feeling really down We need to make decisions when we're thinking level-headed. The Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of counselors. That we shouldn't make decisions when we're really, really happy. We shouldn't make decisions when we're really bad. When we're thinking about doing something, we should let our emotions settle, get out of the fog of the emotional life, and start to think very clearly. This is when we should make our choices. Because if we don't, we're not going to have the life that we really want. And the life that God wants for us. In, in Judges chapter 13 through 16, there's a story about a guy named Samson. Now some in the room, depending on your church background, you may have heard of Samson before. Some in the room may not. That's okay for both because we're going to be talking about him. But Samson in Judges 13 through 16 is an interesting story. And the story was Samson, when Samson was still in his mother's womb, he had a prophetic word given over him. That he was going to be a Nazarite, he was going to take a Nazarite vow, and what that means is there's certain places he, he he cannot go, there's certain people he's not going to associate with, he's not going to drink alcohol, and he's not going to cut his hair. He's going to be set apart, holy unto God. So that word was given over Samson as a child. Well, Samson then is born, and when he's born, he's not born into an impoverished family. He's born into a very upper middle class family. He's got. Upper middle class mom and dad who are religious. So he's a religious family, upper middle class. He's got money. He's very attractive. He has long, beautiful hair. He is very, very strong. And he's also extremely smart. Samson has everything he needs in life. A word from God. He has a, a, he's beautiful. He's smart. He's got strength. He's got a great family background, a religious background. Samson should check it off the list. I'm going to have a great life. But if you know the story of Samson, you know that Samson's story is very short-lived and it also ends tragically. And the reason is not because Samson didn't have things going for him. He had things going for him. The thing that got Samson derailed in his life was when he made choices. Samson chose over and over again to do, do things when he felt good and to make things do things when he felt bad. So let's look at Samson's life just real quick. In the life of Samson, Samson was a Nazirite. He took a Nazirite vow, which means there were certain parts of the area he was not supposed to go to. One of them in which was Philistine territory. He wasn't supposed to go associate with Philistines. Well, one day he felt like going to a town called Timnah, which is a place he really wasn't supposed to go. But his emotions drug him to Timnah. He followed his emotions And while he was in a town, he should have never been, he met a girl he should have never met. And as Samson's walking around the streets of Timnah, he sees this young lady, and when he sees her, click, 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 hubba, hubba, come to Bubba. I mean, this girl was smoking hot, and Samson starts to feel good. He's attracted to this girl. So while he's peaking emotionally, he runs back home, talks to his dad, and says, Daddy, I met this girl today. I'm going to marry her. What's her name? I don't know. What's her family like? I don't care. What, you know What's her background? Hubba hubba come to Bubba. That's, what, that's it. I'm in. I want to get married. So Samson, as he's feeling emotionally high, he makes the decision to get married. But because what goes up must come down, The relationship with his wife was somewhat rocky. The Philistine people came behind Samson's back. Samson didn't realize it. They started to talk to his wife, threaten his wife. But because maybe the trust wasn't there, I don't know why, Samson's wife goes behind his back. And what happened was is Samson met with, once again, a group of Philistines. And he meets with these Philistines and he tells them, he says, Hey, I'm really smart. You guys aren't. So here's the deal. I'm going to give you a riddle. And if you can give me the answer to the riddle, in five days I'll come back. If you can give me the answer to the riddle in just a few days, then I'll come back and I'll give you five beautiful coats. Really expensive coats. But if you can't, which I know you won't, you have to pay me five coats. Well, Samson goes home. Tells his wife what happened. The Philistines come behind Samson's back, talk to his wife, threaten his wife and saying, hey, you better... You had better tell us the answer to this riddle. But Samson's wife doesn't go and talk to Samson about it. She just gives the answer to the bad guys. Samson has no clue. So he goes back to the bad guys. He goes back to the Philistines and says, All right, guys, what's the answer to the riddle? And he can't believe it because they know it. And all of a sudden, Samson, when he's feeling really good, Got this beautiful woman, I've got this marriage, everything's great. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I'm not as smart as what I thought I was. How did they know the answer? They found the answer because they threatened my wife and my wife didn't tell me. And now Samson's mad, he's distraught, he's depressed, he's downtrodden. And in this very down emotional state, Samson makes a major mistake. He makes a choice. And he says to himself, I'm not going to pay them. Now I know I've got to pay him because I've got to keep my word, but I'm not going to go out and buy these coats. Here's what I'm going to do. And Samson goes and he waits in a village and he finds an innocent bystander and he murders that person and takes their coat. Then he murders a second one, he murders a third one, a fourth one, and a fifth one. And he takes those five coats that do not belong to him and he gives them to those men. Samson made decisions when he was feeling good and when he was feeling bad. When you fast forward into Samson's life, he yet once again, he's hanging out with a young lady he should not be hanging out with named Delilah. He gets a haircut that he should have never got. His eyes get poked out. He gets put in prison, treated like an animal, and he dies with his enemy. Samson's life was derailed. He did some good things, yes, but his life was derailed not because of the family, not because of money, not because of his heritage. It was because he did not ride the roller coaster right. When he was feeling good, I need to get married. When I'm feeling bad, I'm going to commit murder. When I'm feeling good, I'm going to hang out with Delilah. And it derailed his life. And that's what will derail us as well. I'm really... (laughs) Man, I'm so down, I'm so depressed. Oh my gosh, where's the five-gallon tub of ice cream? And just start eating out of depression. Oh my gosh, I'm so ticked off, I'm so mad. I gotta go do me some shopping. Charge it, charge it, charge it, charge it, charge it. Oh man, this car, new car smells so good. I know, I know we can't afford it, but... Okay, we can't afford it if we don't eat for six months. So let's go ahead and buy the car. And when we're feeling really good, sometimes we make major purchases. When we're feeling really bad, I'll show her and I'll drop her a text. Up and down. And it's those decisions made when we're feeling good that we later think, what in the world was I thinking? And those decisions that we make when we're really angry and depressed, why in the world did I do that? Those are the things that derail us. It's not the ups and the downs that's making decisions at the wrong time. When you're thinking about making major purchases, when you're thinking about doing things in your life, let the emotions subside. Think clearly. Get some godly counsel. And then number three, this is the third point, just do what's right. Regardless of how we feel at the moment, if we want to ride the ups and the downs of life, man, number three, number one is don't pursue happiness. Number two is don't make decisions here or here. But number three, choose to do the right thing every time, regardless of how we feel. Here, here's what the Bible says about this. It says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, people perish. But happy is the man who obeys the law. Happiness comes through doing the right thing, not by doing what we feel like doing. Um, the Bible also says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, God says, I bring the world against you today. And in that, he's not saying I'm setting the whole world against you to punish you. He's saying the whole world is watching and observing you. He said, I set before you today life and death, blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose life so that you could live. And what happens in our life every day is this, I've seen this so many times in my life but also in the life of others, is every day life gives us a choice to do the right thing, what God wants, or to do what we feel like. And normally the two sometimes aren't the same. What I feel like doing and then what God says to do. And how it walks out practically is this. Is all, all right. All right I, 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 um, is a married man, huh, what's going on with my family right now? I feel like doing this. But God says in his word and through, I, I know this is the right thing. I'm, I'm going to do the right thing in my marriage. I, I, I feel like doing this with my money. But I know with godly counsel that I've gotten and also this is this is the wise thing. I'm I'm going to do the right thing. I I feel like doing this with my children because they're driving me flipping crazy. But I know this is what I'm going to do the right thing with my kids. I feel like this with my education. I'm going to do the right thing. I I feel like this. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing with my purchases. I'm going to do the right thing in my marriage. I'm going to do the right thing with my car. I'm going to do the right thing with my kids. I'm going to do the right thing with my college. I'm going to do the right thing at the church. I'm going to do the right thing with my employees. And if after a few months, after a few short years, we'll turn around and say to ourselves, how in the world did I get here? How did I get here? I'm married and I like it. I'm, I'm married, and she likes me. How did I get here? I, I, I've got children, and they actually want to spend time with me. Sure, they think I'm weird sometimes, but that's their problem. They 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 like me. How did I get here? How did I get all this money? Or how is it I don't have any money, but I'm so content? How did I get here? Happily married. Children that I love and love me, and I'm content And my... How did I get here? We got here by doing what's right, by choosing what's right, by choosing what's right, and by choosing what's right. God says if we will simply choose life, that that choice will pull us to the life He wants us to live. But on the flip side of that, all right, I, I, I know this is what God says in my marriage but man I feel like this and I'm going to do, do what feels good. Alright with my money I'm going to do what feels good. My, my children, this is what God say, but this is what I feel like doing. I'm going to do what I feel like doing. I'm going to do what I feel like doing. I'm going to do what I feel like doing. And I'm going to do what I feel like and, and what I feel like and what feels good and what feels good and what feels good. And in that moment, about six months from now, two years from now, we'll turn around and say, "How in the world did I get here?" I've been married five times. I got six kids by five different people. Only one of them even talked to me, and that's only when he wants some money. How did I get here?" How is it I can have all this money and be so unhappy? Or how is it that my life is, the, how did I get here? We got here by doing what felt good, by doing what felt good, by doing what felt good, and by doing what felt good. This is the choice that we have. God doesn't say, oh, I choose, I, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And if you choose the right thing, I'll take the emotional roller coaster away. He doesn't say that. He says, every day you've got right and you've got wrong. You've got life and you've got death. Oh, that you would choose life, because if you do, I will pull you to the life that I want you to have. But that's our choice. We don't have a choice if we're going to ride the emotional roller coaster, but we control the choice. Of how we ride it. You can't control your children and the emotional roller coaster ride they're putting you on, but you can control how you act towards your children. We can't control our employment and the roller coaster of the economy, but we can control how we choose to interact with it. And I want to encourage you today as you're clicked into the click, 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 I love you, Kevin ups and downs of life don't pursue happiness don't make decisions when you're feeling good or when you're feeling bad make them when you're feeling normal like yourself and then lastly every day in every way just do what's right and god will lead you to a life that you've never dreamed let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You and praise You for today. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You, God, that You are a good God that loves us with an everlasting love. Lord, that You want to walk with us and talk with us. And God, I just pray that You'd help us to put our trust in You. You said in Your Word to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and don't lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge You and You direct our path so god i pray today that as we lean in on jesus lean in on the things that are going good and the things that are going bad to lean in on trusting christ god that as we do that you would lead us that you would direct us in our path help us god in jesus name to no longer pursue happiness to no longer make emotional decisions And God, most importantly, to just simply do the right thing. And as we do, we know that you, a good God, will lead us to a good place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.